Are you an entrepreneur, a designer, a developer? Never before has it been easier to get your new venture off the ground. Whether you're just getting started or have already begun your journey, you've come to the right place. In each episode, we will dive into a new challenge, breaking it down into simple digestible terms. I'm Thanasis. And I'm Dimitri. And you're listening to Listen, Sip, Repeat. In this episode, we'll talk about five do's and five don'ts on staying focused for your startup. This is episode number eight. got the episode number right this time yeah i think so too so happy new year dimitri happy new year happy new year first episode of the year we're gonna get back into the swing of things now and uh any any news you'd like uh, to share well uh, we haven't had an episode in a couple of weeks right yeah a lot of things happen mostly vacations some downtime uh family time resting okay that sort of thing Anything uh, tech-related? What about you? What was? What, uh, I was I was about to ask you if you have any New Year's resolution, or is that a bit passe these days? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually uh, a bit happy from last year. Uh, I actually didn't bother this year at all. Um, I think I'll be doing a bit of a more open source this year. Last year was a. Uh, more sharing my thoughts with the internet, more blogging, uh, more learning stuff. So this year, I'll just uh, keep it simple and uh, see what I can share out with the world in terms of my uh, tech New Year's resolution. Share and contribute. What is the state of open source for iOS development? Ah, it's, uh, it's nuts. It's, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, it's, it's really thriving. Um, you've heard of CocoaPods? Yeah. The dependency uh, management uh, system that they have so there's like uh, thousands of repos there that you can uh, add to your own project that does really takes care of a lot of uh, work for you and uh, similarly it's quite easy to, to contribute to get uh, up and running right I find this to be a good excuse when I am too busy with my uh, work uh, mm-hmm. it's a good excuse for me to go back to open source and contribute uh, yeah. out of the libraries that I'm using and the bugs that I find or features that I want. I straight up go to the repo and submit a pull request with what I need. Yeah, it's easy to get started too. I always kind of look at some of the stuff that I've written and uh, just copy and paste it out into its own thing and, and submit it. Right, right. If you really don't want to spend time doing something new. So what are we talking about uh, this morning? So today we're talking about uh, staying focused for your startup and we have uh, five do's and five don'ts. But before we get into that, uh, why would you want to be focused, uh, Dimitri? Um, As as, as a principle, it's, uh, uh, let's uh, take it the other way around. Uh, If you don't, if you're not focused to your vision, to your uh, goal and you're jumping back and forth, uh, from one idea to the other, maybe even from one business model to the other, uh, that can prevent your uh, startup from thriving. And uh, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that supports that. And uh, it, it's rather good practice to have in your long term. I always like to use this uh, very simple, like a lighthouse analogy 
for example. Uh, let's say you're on a, on a ship, it's dark, it's night. You can see the, the lighthouse in the background. And it uh, doesn't matter if you zigzag around or take the long way around, as long as you make it to the lighthouse. So the analogy kind of says that, you know, it's not some sort of rigid thing. It's more like uh, stay focused to your bigger picture, to your long-term goals. Right, right. <clears throat> well, somebody could equally say that... Um... Being chaotic is what their advantage is. It's how they operate and juggling from one thing to another. But I think um, this is an issue of uh, resources. When you're starting up, you have so limited resources. I mean, um, it's, it's really crazy the amount of resources you have compared to the established businesses, basically none. And uh, you're holding... Uh, you know, a wooden stick and how you wield that stick is going to make all that difference. And, uh, you know, you can uh, spread your very limited energy around and accomplish nothing. And that's basically the problem here and that what we're trying to, the message we're trying to convey. So let's get right into the don'ts. One of uh, the first don'ts is to not pursue every single idea that pops into your mind or you uh, see happening in another entity. So, for instance, when, uh, when you're building up your MVP and you haven't released anything yet, this is one of the most classic mistakes founders do to cram and include as many features possible into the product before releasing and that builds up um, higher expectations and it also um, <clears throat> keeps you out from the feedback loop that you would get way earlier had you shipped a single thing versus trying to bundle together 10 different things that might not work well together, mm -hmm. that they are half-baked and ship them all together at one, you know, extravagant moment that only exists in your mind as to how big that event is, while all the whole, all the rest of the world just says, all right, one more product, go to the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one I try to... Keep in mind is uh, having a parallel between focus and features and basically uh, just don't copy every single feature you see from your competitors uh, in the space that you're operating in or even uh, the bigger players in the space you're operating in in case you're uh, trying to solve a problem better than uh, what people are doing already out there as a non-technical founder for example uh, It'll be great if you can slowly build experience to uh, from your daily interactions with uh, your development team, with your tech team, uh, to kind of be able to judge uh, the length and the resources required for uh, new features. Um, so obviously on a day-to-day -day basis, just uh, come up with ideas and, and put them in there. But for example, uh, just be mindful how long some of the stuff takes, even though it might seem simple. So we'll talk about this uh, before that. Uh, we came up with two stuff. For example, uh, let's say you're making a chat app and you're trying to disrupt uh, that space. 
uh, you're building a chatbot or something, um, you might want to, to add uh, typing now, for example, from your other uh, person you're uh, talking to. And maybe you didn't uh, account for that in your planning because it didn't seem like a good idea at the time. So that's a huge thing, for example. It requires a lot of uh, uh, stuff on the client side. Maybe you're doing some sort of socket implementation and uh, you have to do that on your back end and you have to integrate the system. So it's a, it's a much larger task than uh, what it seems, even though it's very simple to the user. Keep that in mind. Right, yeah. I mean, copying uh, the big boys is one of the worst things that you can do. Uh, hey, you know, I've heard so many times, Facebook does this, Facebook does that. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, Facebook scale. We're not Facebook scale, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, but uh, hopefully, and we wish you that you will be one day. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And when you become Facebook... <laughs> Feel free to go and uh, go crazy yeah. on everything, right? Put that typing now in there. Now, those two don'ts, the don't for do not pursue every single idea and to try not to copy the big boys, those are very interrelated and they're very one of the most important uh, points so that you would stay focused. We discussed about the MVP, but further down the road, after your launch, after your MVP, and especially if you're in the SaaS business, um, it's a very good practice to not uh, to not implement anything unless your customers are asking for it. And, uh, you know, if you're a SaaS business and you have uh, customers, then you definitely have some incoming requests, which you can prioritize and uh, reshuffle along maybe with your own ideas, intuitions that, you know, directions you want to take the product to and put them all inside a form and give them back to the customers and let them, uh, you know, tell their opinion which features they believe are going to provide them with the most value first. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll close quickly. So that also applies to consumer products. It's just that the way that you're going to have to take that feedback is different. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you like uh, uh, quote blindly add what a customer asks for? No, no, no. I didn't say blindly. I said prioritize. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Because it kind of reminds me there was this old Simpsons episode from the very old days. Uh, Homer was hired by this car company to build the best car because he was the everyman and what features he wanted in the car uh, would translate to what the average uh, consumer wanted in America. So in the end, he built this monstrosity and the company went out of business because it was worth like half a million dollars or something. Right, right. <laughs> so There's a skill, I think, involved uh, that comes with experience into translating what a customer as for that comes into, into product. definitely that comes with a job i mean you're sitting on the cockpit of the company right you're getting every every feedback leads back to you comes to you yeah so you have the complete picture i don't think that you i mean yeah th this is definitely don't i mean don't do every single thing that your customers do <laughs> ask you to do <laughs> right you have to say that as well so having a startup isn't the easiest thing in the world and people like the challenge and they jump into it so uh, I think maybe the tough times are better than the the good times but obviously the good times are very rewarding so any thoughts on that so bad times is the norm you start 
accompanied by having a bad time, and you're still you keep going, having bad times until you accomplish. Probably, qu probably quote bad time. Sorry, <laughs> nobody wants maybe quote unquote yeah. bad time. Nobody wakes up in the morning hating like bad is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. it's not that you are. Exp how can we? You know, you're having a bad time in the term that things are not going your way. However, you are excited, you are pumped about what you do, you have a vision and you move forward and that's what founders do. However, um, the situation around you <laughs> uh, isn't the most uh, ideal, right? And uh, sometimes things can get even tougher than what they normally are. You're getting some uh, rejections one after the other. Your product doesn't have the expected uh, traction, the expected revenue. So when you find uh, yourself in those uh, tough spots, uh, one advice we have to give is to not overreact. And uh, consider this, uh, I mean, a very safe example is driving and uh, something pops up in front of your wheels, right? And uh, you have limited choices. You can either avoid it, you can slam the brakes uh, to avoid the obstacle. But if you overreact, if you turn the wheel further ahead that it needs to turn, you know, you're going to spin around and lose control of the car. It's the same exact deal with your company. If you lose your sight if you lose your vision due to the bad circumstances and um, you feel cornered and you feel like you have your last cards to play performing radical uh, making radical decisions uh, w w really will not help you it's like uh, how a drowning man or women uh, hit their hands in the sea trying to save themselves, but all they basically do is exhaust themselves and eventually drown. Mm. So don't just endure them, but, you know, accept them. I accept them, embrace them. You know, though, uh, after five years, no matter if the company succeeded or failed, those are going to be the moments that you remember and you will yeah. go and be f feel proudest the most. So don't screw it up, don't overreact, you know, don't move the lever all the way to the, to the edge. S small moves, um, calculated moves, and know where you're going next okay. with confidence. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on, I think. Uh, limited resources, probably small team uh, in the, the early stages. Uh, don't spread your team thin. Uh, your, your team thin. Sorry. So you have your list of goals. Uh, they prioritized. Um, if you look at a couple of our uh, project management planning episodes we've done in the past, uh, I don't remember the exact number. We'll put that in the show notes. So you've put everything together. You've laid it down. You've uh, pretty much have an idea how long it's going to take, and uh, you've done that keeping in mind. Uh, the real uh, capacity and uh, scope of uh, your team and uh, the resources you have available to you. Um, 
and uh, just be mindful of that. Uh, each major change or course correction costs time, money, uh, readjustment might make you lose focus. Um, so don't spread your team. Spreading your team thin, uh, on the one hand, is all, is about um, the tasks that you assign to your team to accomplish, so they can be all over the place, and that's bad. And the other part of spreading your team theme is um, is constantly interrupting them and uh, doing that through, I don't know, uh, manufactured events or things that you believe is are important, um, collecting, uh, doing constant meetings with engineers, and uh, every single interruption on an engineer is going to cost them 30-40 minutes for them to rewind uh, and reload everything up on their memory, on their mm. head, <laughs> as to what they were working on. So uh, be very mindful of those yeah. interruptions. Um, moving away from the, the uh, more traditional definition of focus, uh, this has to do more like with uh, uh, the space you're operating in. Uh, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be better uh, considering your size in the beginning and uh, depending on what kind of metric you have to focus on a specific segment of the market. Uh, a demographic example would be don't focus on the entirety of uh, uh, China or, or Europe, but might as well, based on your metrics, maybe you want to segment that to age groups, uh, uh, preferences, and uh, uh, other, other attributes and parameters not just like blanket the entire geographic area so sp focus on a specific segment that's right and uh you know we should pick an example that most of our listeners can relate to facebook facebook didn't start as a social platform it started as a university you know uh, university yeah it started as a university yearbook kind of thing that uh, the students would uh, stay in touch with each other they started from a single university and of course that's not what uh, was in Mark Zuckerberg's uh, mind when he did that he just understood that uh, in order to reach up to a higher floor you need to start walking from the first floor up yeah a really good move how they were successful the universities first and later opened it up absolutely now let's reach we reached our last uh, don't and our last don't is uh, don't pivot. Don't pivot unless. Mm -hmm. And what are those unless, Dimitri? So pivoting in the traditional sense means uh, just turn around, do a 180. And uh, if, you know, push comes to shove and, and you feel really confident about yourself, might as well do it. Uh, but as a concept, if you get to that point, uh, think about it very strongly. Um, uh, an argument for that would be, and uh, I'm sure you have your own ideas, but I'll just say something about, for example, let's say you're funded and you have your investors, so you made a presentation to them, for example, uh, or two or three, they trusted you, they, they funded you, and... Uh, gave, gave you money. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and now you're turning around, so... It, it's actually more complicated than just simply pivoting. Uh, you know, if you bootstrap, uh, if you have uh, one angel, 
Uh, maybe it's not uh, the case in that point, and uh, maybe you just want to uh, stop and try something different. So that's where the unless part comes in. But in general, uh, if you're going towards your vision, towards your focus, uh, a pivoting will change that. So uh, be very careful. Or just careful, not very careful. I don't, don't want to over-dramatize it, but pivoting means a, uh, a large tectonic shift in what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, your investors might also be your very best counselors, right? Uh, supposedly, you have uh, picked them because of their expertise in your specific uh, market domain of area. And uh, sharing with them your thoughts, putting them into the discussion, uh, especially if they have specific domain expertise, right? And they're not just throwing out money. Uh, then not only do you just need to inform them, you need to put them inside the conversation of that pivot. Now, in terms of pivoting, um, you shouldn't do it. We say you shouldn't do it if you do not have uh, sufficient data and knowledge gathered from your no, your past experience, your current run. You've been operating for some time now and uh, you tried something and that something didn't work. Do you know why it didn't work? Um, have you collected sufficient usage data from the users, the customers, so that you understand what exactly is wrong? And uh, unless you know that you cannot really know what what's the next step um, for your pivot, right? You're pivoting towards a new direction. So how do you come to choose that new direction? Is it out of your simple mind and idea or does it come out of feedback? Those are completely two different things. And what you basically need to do is exclude your mind out of the equation. It doesn't really matter what you think, your assumptions are, uh, are quite the danger for your business because they're assumptions and they need to be tested before you take a new direction. So don't pivot unless you're certain the, the new direction you want to take and why you want to take it. The why comes out of the data. Mm -hmm. So. You can see it as a reset button. So basically, when you pivot, you're starting something new. Exactly, exactly. And it's all of that, all of that effort that you need to build forward um, that you should consider really hard about that. Okay. So we'll recap all these at the end. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> by no means it's an exhaustive list, but uh, based on the chat we had before the show, I think uh, it'll, it'll cover... Uh, most stuff that people uh, come into. Let's get uh, um, let's get into the do's now, Dimitri. Yeah. So um, let's begin with the uh, running theme of you know have a clearly defined vision, set of goals, roadmap, and objectives. Okay. So you have that, and uh, make sure that is always communicated to your team or teams if you've. Uh, successful and uh, made it out of the the great filter that is the smallest startup and you scaled and um, in terms of defining task stories timelines and sticking to them I'd like to say that 
so that's a second episode we can put in the show notes that might be worthwhile listening to. Um, if you experience enough, then you've done this before. You're probably very familiar with uh, defining a roadmap and uh, a set of tasks and choosing methodologies, etc. Otherwise, uh, feel free to go back and listen to the episode, uh, which we'll put in the show notes. We should remember these. There are only eight episodes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I already forget. <laughs> so, um, um, so enough said on that. Um, do you have something to, from my point of view, do you have something to add? Well, not, not much. Just that I don't want us to be heard as people suggesting that you should have a solid plan and following it no matter what. That's not what we're saying. Uh, what we're saying is that your current, today's, uh, roadmap and objectives need to be communicated properly. I mean, the vision the vision doesn't change. Goals goals might change le- less often. Um, a roadmap the roadmap changes even more often that, than the goals. The roadmap is what we're going to build within the next uh, I don't know one, two, three, six months, depending on the size of the company and the momentum uh, it has. So, um, while we preach so many times that you need to have a roadmap, that doesn't mean that you need to follow it 100%, right? And, uh, but the thing is, the moment you decide to change it, you need to let the whole team know. That's what we're saying here. So, more on the uh, operational side is uh, what's coming up next. Um, small startup, uh, very small team. Uh, a good practice you could adopt. Uh, I'd say, if anything, we discuss is optional. Maybe uh, this one falls into that, but uh, I've seen good results on this in the past. Is push very hard for a short period of time, uh, try new stuff, experiment, throw a couple of uh, spaghettis to the wall and see uh, which one didn't fall on the ground. And then when you've gathered all your info based on that, uh, have a longer period of uh, where you uh, capitalize or even uh, reflect on what you've done and uh, build something uh, more meaningful. Uh, the analogies uh, that come to mind are push and pull from uh, breathe in, breathe out, wax on, wax off, that kind of stuff. I can go on forever, but uh, I think uh, uh, I've got my point across. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if you finished, the way I see that uh, is that um, I've had many experiences with uh, founders that uh, pushed the pedal to the metal constantly for long and long periods of time. And uh, long period of time is like uh, more than a month, two months, three months, four months, five months. And... That was... Actually, good, good point. Uh, sorry, if you finish your thought and... Uh, yeah, I can continue it later. What were you thinking? Uh, what's like a rule of thumb of these periods? Uh, so t- two months of hardcore crunch time. Uh, is that sustainable over the long term to have it constant? So from your experience, what's a nice... Uh, what number can you put on push and pull, basically? Well, number, again, depends on the goal and the achievement, right? If we are SpaceX and we're going to Mars and uh, we have a launch to Mars in three months, I mean, three months you're going to grind. 
But if you are in a, how, let's call it a standard tactical, mm -hmm. which is your normal, and especially for developers, engineers, um, I think they can, up to two months, it's safe to sustain pressure and, uh, you know, uh, demand for more. And applying pressure and demanding for more actually translates into the engineer having to do more hours, right? They typically work 30 to 40 hours. When you press them, they will work 50 to 60 hours. And uh, the dangers here of keeping the metal pressed is that uh, is twofold. The first one is that um, after a while, there is going to be some um, build, uh, some fatigue, fatigue building up, and uh, that will not allow you to move faster when you actually need to move faster at a very specific. Uh, point in time to your company that's problem number one and problem number two of course is um, that you are going to burn out your people and uh, that has a result either that they might get sick um, more often they might uh, their um, efficiency might drop 50 60 percent they will just simply not be able to operate, follow, you know, uh, follow instructions, follow commands. And ultimately, they might go. I mean, that's not a healthy environment to work on. It's 100% toxic. And uh, you wouldn't want to work there. Absolutely. So that's why you need to have, you know, the periods where you push, you press, and the periods, the periods where you sit back and digest, reflect, on what has happened and uh, you know decide on to your next step right i think we covered that <laughs> now next do next do is to find the path of least resistance and uh, i found that to be applicable in uh, many cases when starting up because when you start up you really don't know uh, which is which north from south and understanding uh, you're going to try all sorts of different things and you're going to see that one of those things that you tried works a little bit better than all the of all of the others in able to do uh, in order to do that you will need to of course keep some records tracking or mm. at least pay very close attention to what is going on and uh, the moment that you observe that difference double down on it you know nailed down and this is going to be your next step forward and each step you take you redo that process and in effect you find your path of least resistance um just one thing to add maybe you do know north from south because maybe your previous attempt failed and you're on your next startup already so not sure not sure about uh, that i had so many you kind of know what went wrong last time if you really want to stay in the same space yeah. and solve the same problem or maybe take a completely different approach. Here's the thing, Dimitri, with that. I had so many fails in my lifetime, right? Um, not, especially the very first ones didn't help me with the second ones. Mm -hmm. It's only after like five or ten, <laughs> you know, major venture fails that I started to get a better understanding of uh, the okay. of what's going on. And that was mostly because 
of the environment that uh, but that's you know that's a discussion for another time let's stay focused like <laughs> the like the episode says exactly, exactly. like the episode says or, or maybe we're kind of like missing a train right. thing we need to pivot. <laughs> so uh the next do is to figure out the problem you are solving and double down on it and this is this sounds of course very self-explanatory and uh, obvious uh, as you hear it but it's it's really not what's going on uh, in reality because in reality you're going to get uh, sidestep sidelined uh, by the glitterati of uh, of what you're trying to accomplish and uh, one very fitting example I found I found uh, this to happen again and again is uh, through the pervasiveness of the WebRTC technologies after it had its boom. Mm -hmm. um, I find companies paying so much attention on WebRTC, the technology, versus their business model and their customers that uh, it's surprising. It's surprising. They, they dedicate so much resources onto uh, a single technology versus focusing on their business model and understanding that WebRTC is just one of the means of getting their business you know, accomplished, established, successful. And um, this is a very important uh, thing to keep in mind. I mean, Technologies and especially for engineering, for founders that come from an engineering background, building stuff is what they love the most, and they do that in the expense of moving the business forward. Well said. And the last do is to create a sustain a rhythm and flow. Of course, that also kind of relates to the push and pull that we said, but. Um, yeah, this is a little bit different when you are a team and let's talk about a small team because in a wider scale that's different although kind of the same uh, so you have a team of five people you are the sixth person there you work every day together you are the six people that all six of you face face as in I have in front of you or I'm talking to you Mm -hmm. most of the time during the day, even more than your family, right? And uh, the kind of tone and rhythm that uh, you give to the team is what is going to be followed. And unless you are aware of that and uh, conscient that you need to do that, um, then there will simply be no rhythm. It would be just uh, up and downs, random spikes, whatever. But if... Yeah, so maybe there's a, a company culture issue here to take into account. Company culture... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, company culture comes if that kind of rhythm and flow comes through a procedural textbook, I don't know, that kind of puts you in a cast, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, yes. But uh, when you're starting up, you don't, it's really up to you, right? You are the first, uh, you are the founder, you have employee number one, number two, number three. Uh, I mean, you're a small team. 
and it's uh, your job as the founder to provide a rhythm that is uh, healthy and people can tune into and um, that way basically you then have better productivity results yeah that, that's what it really comes down to and productivity uh, brings you uh, closer to your goal in a, in a, in a proper manner right 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 and um, yeah I mean you're nothing less than the the orchestra conductor the maestro right pretty much you need to everybody's looking up at you so yeah all of the things of management really aggregate here you know lead by example lead the way give the <laughs> you understand what i'm trying to say absolutely orchestra conductor it's a really nice analogy you got a little stick you point it to people you're actually literally giving them a rhythm and uh, they are beautiful violinist players, but uh, when they begin and when they end and how fast they go depends on you. Right. The conductor. And uh, that about... I, I, I hope there's not uh, a conductor in the audience. Cause, uh, I, I don't know <laughs> that, 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 that would be awesome. We would, uh, I'd love to do them an interview if, they, if we have a conductor Absolutely. in the audience. So uh, that wraps us up for today. Let's do a small mm -hmm. recap um, on the five don'ts. Don't pursue your, uh, you know, don't pursue every single idea. Uh, number two, don't re overreact when the times are tough. Number three, don't spread your team thin. Number four, don't focus on the entirety of the market. Focus on a specific segment. Number five, do not pivot unless you are certain of where you want to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's, and now let's do the five do's, the five do's. Number one, uh, have a clearly defined vision, you know, set of goals, objectives, roadmap. Number two, um, apply and push and pull tactic rhythm, you know, don't always push. If you push constantly, you're going to burn out your team. Number three, find the path of least resistance. Number four, Figure out the problem you're trying to solve and double down on it. Number five, create and sustain a rhythm and flow. That was it. We made it, Dimitri. We made it. Nice, nice list. Uh, uh, we hope you find it helpful. And uh, uh, that's that. That's five that. don'ts and five do's. Right. Awesome. Now, if you got any questions, send them to us by calling at 866 370-5050 you can email us at hello at listenshiprepeat.com you can subscribe on iTunes by searching for listenship repeat and visit our website at listenshiprepeat.com please send us reviews on iTunes it helps us uh, rank higher on the searches and really motivates us you don't have to write a review just pressing the star button and it's in there uh, reviews are nice, but some people uh, don't like to write them, so it's optional, so you can just go in there, tap uh, the star rating that you think corresponds to this episode, hopefully it's five, and the more people discover us, and uh, uh, we'll be making more episodes and uh, reaching out to more people. Thank you very much for listening, until next time. Ciao everyone. Bye bye.